Hello and welcome to the Property Talks podcast with me, your host, Adam Pickett. I am the CCO of OpenBricks, the soon-to-be-launched property platform for the new generation. The show is focused on the good, the bad and the ugly in the property and estate agency industry. What do the new generation want and how can we as estate agents deliver and grow? We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the first edition of this podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Chapman. Uh, with me today, we've got Shiraz Dar, CEO of Credit Ladder, and firstly, my co-host, Adam Piggott, who is the CCO of OpenBricks. Hello, Adam. Hello. Hi. Thanks, Elliot. Thanks for uh, getting this sorted. No problem. Um, Adam, kick us off with a little run through of, firstly, your little history, your background, um, and also how your, what's your involvement with, with OpenBricks? How did that come about? Sure. Well, I come from a traditional agency background. I started my own uh, agency in Surrey in uh, 1989. Just a short time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. I was a 26-year-old, <laughs> wet behind the ears, plenty of hair. Um, and uh, so I set that up, predominantly lettings, residential lettings, and I was the third agent in Surrey, I think, third, third letting agency specialist in Surrey. So we'd get past a lot of business from estate agents who didn't know what to do with them and weren't interested in lettings. Mm-hmm. So I spent 25 years in that, eventually sold out um, uh, after opening up a couple of other branches and sold out to Countrywide, who uh, gave me a very good price. And uh, then you said I said yes, please. Yeah, I said yes, please, and pulled the arm off. Uh, I wasn't actually planning on selling it at the time. I have to say, it was um, they they did contact me, so it was a nice position to be in. Mm. Uh, and then I went into uh, online um, and uh, was involved with uh, and still am with a, an online agency, a letting agency called Make a Move, which mm-hmm. is becoming one of the last men standing. Yep. Um, and then I was um, twiddling my fingers, involving myself in, in some property developments as well. And I was approached by a friend of mine to, who was over in America to ask if I could just oversee his, he was interested in this company called Edinburgh's. And uh, I dragged my, he kept saying, can you meet this, this, this chap called Shahad Chowdhury? And I was oh, really, I haven't got the time for this. And anyway, I, I he persevered. And uh, I, I met with Shahad Chowdhury, who's the uh, basically the innovation behind OpenBricks, um, from a very uh, great pedigree in um, UK export with the Treasury and uh, good stock. So I met with uh, Shahad and understood what OpenBricks was about, and I was massively taken. Uh, so much so that um, after a couple of weeks of chats, I basically said, oh, I, w- I want in, and I, I, I want a role in this company. And I'd like to invest, so I've made a small investment. But um, so, so what is Open Bricks? Open Bricks is is uh, going to be the next, well, the the property portal for the next generation. We're focusing very much on on technology and how millennials and Generation X and Generation Z, how how they work. And uh, you know, we find millennials really want something um, back. They don't want to give their time and. Uh, if they're going to buy something, they want to know what's in it for them as well as the end product. They mm-hmm. want a little bit of an incentive. So OpenBricks is very much based on that. We're using blockchain technology, so it's the first of its kind, which is going to bring a huge level of transparency and honesty into a, into a business and also create a level playing field for the agents that we are seeking as our customers. And transparency leads us nicely on to Credit Ladder and Shiraz, who's our guest. Shiraz, thanks for coming in. 
Uh, well, my pleasure, Elliot. How are you? Very well. I'm, I'm doing good. Beautiful sunny day we have today. <laughs> <It's> London. <laughs> the backdrop doesn't quite do it justice with the rain in it. It's um, not the best of days. But give us a little little run through, just as Adam just did, on your career path to date and, and how you wound up with, uh, with Credit Ladder. Sure. So my background actually is as a marketeer. So I historically worked in soft drinks. Mm -hmm. uh, I then was engaged in my first online venture back in 2000. Uh, so I actually saw the whole space climb and disintegrate almost in the blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I then kind of dusted myself down, worked in telecoms for a while. Then I worked at Cadbury's. Uh, and green and blacks so again kind of in marketing roles yep and then uh, a few years back uh, i took uh, what i'd done and moved back into the pure digital space so i was group marketing director for finder property and prime location to the bigger um, property portals in the uk i was there until we merged with zoopla so that was about five six years ago zoopla then on went on to ipo yep uh, and then since that point onwards, uh, as well as doing uh, kind of lead marketing roles in digital businesses, uh, I've also invested and advised primarily across prop tech and fintech businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, Credit Ladder came about uh, just over two and a half years ago. Uh, our core purpose uh, is to help ensure that every single tenant in the UK uh, Every month they pay their rent, it has the ability to influence their credit history and their credit score, which until we started doing it was not something that was available. So mm. if you owned a home, your mortgage uh, would count towards your credit score and your credit history, but as a tenant, your rent payment did not. Yeah, yeah. crazy. So right now, <clears throat> anybody who's a, who's a tenant and is paying their rent outside of credit ladder, it doesn't have any bearing on your credit history whatsoever and, and can't actually help you get a mortgage yeah pretty much uh, we were the first rent reporting in a platform in the UK we are still by a significant way the biggest uh, to date we've reported uh, just under 75 million pounds worth of rent for wow. tenants uh, <clears throat> working uh, currently with Experian uh, in about 12 weeks time we'll add a second credit reference agency onto that platform the uh, UK has three credit reference agencies and so it's important that people see the benefit across all of the reference agencies sure. uh, and not just uh, and not just one so you know my view is very straightforward if you are renting uh, you should ensure that your rent payment finds its way into the credit ecosystem because mm -hmm. ultimately it will ensure uh, or it will help improve your ability to access finance yeah. uh, and the rate at which you access uh, um, finance. I would imagine also it's a, a wonderful accreditation to a tenant that does pay his rent on time. Or yeah, I mean, the nice thing uh, from a credit ladder perspective is it's a rare commodity in that if you think about property and you think about landlords, you think about letting agents and you think about tenants, mm. typically what works for one may not work for the other two yeah. and uh, and vice versa and we've got a great position whereby um, a tenant on the platform who's committed to paying rent on time will see the benefit but actually also on the flip side uh, a letting agent for example 
uh, will know that person is committed to paying their rent on time and you should prioritise renting a property to them. So Adam, you're probably about to jump in here, but surely there's a, like you just mentioned, there's a huge benefit for the agent as well as That's for, exactly for the exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I, I look back at, at my traditional days of when I had my, my agency for 25 years. Uh, you know, as an agent, we had a responsibility to ensure that our tenants, our prospective tenant was you know, a good tenant. Mm. You know, in those days, you applied for a bank reference and you get a one and a half line, very generic reply. Yeah. <clears throat> you then get a, you get a, a, a reference from the, from the employer. And again, that would take ages to come through. But it would tell you that, you know, the bank think that a guy oh, can, can afford to pay the rent. Um, his or her, as, as you, you know, they got employment, but that was it. You couldn't tell if someone had a vested interest to pay their rent. And credit mm-hmm. that absolutely does that. I think it's a wonderful concept. Um, and uh, we'll come on to how we're going to partner. But um, I, I would think that, that it's in an agent's interest to, to go to their client landlords and say, look, all our tenants um, are going to be accredited and link up with the with, uh, uh, credit ladder as a sign of good faith. Because surely if you've got two ten- potential tenants on a property and you've got one who's got somebody vouching for them and you've got the other who you can see 12 or 18 months worth of their their full credit history oh, it's, it's, and that they're paying their rent on time, surely that's a massive benefit huge. for the agent. Yeah, yeah I, I, that would be the principal uh, 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 like, um, part of my armory in, in onboarding my clients. Because mm. I would say, look, by the way, all our tenants uh, have to register with credit ladder. Yeah, um, it, it would give me an advantage over my competition. And why wouldn't you? Why, why, as a tenant, why would you not want to have your credit history um, uh, influenced by timely rental payments? Mm. So, if if there's somebody out here um, potentially looking to get a mortgage or potentially looking to um, improve their credit history rating, is there any are there any sort of top tips that you could give them that that could help do that? So look, as an absolute must, uh, you need to get onto the credit ladder platform Mm -hmm. as a tenant. Um, How it influences, uh, you know, loans, credit card, mortgages, ultimately is down to a case by case basis. But what we can basically say without a shadow of a doubt is that you will improve your credit position if your rent is recognized. And yeah, Adam, you raise a good point. And, you know, let me ask you a question, you know, a tenant that doesn't pay on time versus uh, a tenant that pays on time what what do we say in terms of the amount of effort a uh, a tenant is not paying on time takes up compared to good tenants well first of all um, whether if the agent is collecting the rent um, it's the agent's responsibility to ensure the rent is collected on time and if not they've then got to contact their client say sorry the tenant we've selected for you I know he's only, he or her has only been in for, for two or three months, but I'm afraid they're behind with their rent. It's not an easy conversation to have. Mm. Um, if your job is purely to introduce the tenant and the, the landlord is, for example, um, saying, no, I don't want to pay those extra fees. I want to just uh, you to find me the tenant and I'll collect the rent and sort everything out. Believe me, they'll be back on the phone to you if their tenant doesn't pay rent. So it's the question again. I go back to say, why would a why would a tenant you know who who is who intends to pay their rent? Why would they not want to have the benefit of being on credit line? Mm. To me, the question is, why don't you want it? Maybe you don't want to pay the rent on time. I think it's a great argument. 
What are um, what are Credit Ladder's achievements today? You so say you've been up and running for, for two and a half years. You've collected seventy five million pounds worth of rent so far. Mm-hmm. Have you got any other sort of key achievements that are the shining lights in those two and a half years? Yeah, I mean, rent reporting is a core part of uh, the service we offer. Uh, it does extend beyond that. So uh, last year we received FCA approval wow. um, for the ability for us to, um, for example, uh, collect payments. Uh, so we launched that product uh, later on this year, which is essentially uh, our ability to collect the rent uh, on behalf of the agent uh, through open banking. And what that essentially means is you know, agents can effectively outsource the rent collection yeah. to us. So we handle the administration side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will set up alerts and reminders. Because um, ultimately, at the end of the day, my view always is that a business should focus on what it's there to do. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of core competency. So is there a standard sort of price for an agent uh, to, to onboard an agent who wants to have that service? For the... Um, for their rent collection. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, we've got to find the right balance between it being cost efficient for the agent um, because they will typically have someone fulfilling that role already. And whilst we're not here to replace that person, that person may well be better off doing something else that adds value into the agency. So we'll have a cap uh, on it. Um, and we'll also base it depending on how many I was going to say, tenants. I suppose it depends how many yeah. Um, tenants yeah. they have. Yeah. yeah, the pricing, for example, for you know, ten rent collections will be very different for yeah. one that involves three or four hundred. Uh, so, Elliot, to answer your question, we received FCA approval um, uh, for what's called PIS payment initiation services. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have also been backed by HM Treasury. Fantastic. Uh, so, HM Treasury. Uh, gave us a grant for £600,000 for the work that we've done Uh, and that work is specifically about um, a tech solution to ensure that tenants see the benefit of uh, rent payment because it is ultimately a tech solution that helps us deliver this Uh, and also um, the work we're doing with lenders to ultimately ensure that lenders take into account rent payment history when considering uh, whether or not uh, someone should qualify uh, for a mortgage and I think it's important to point out that there is lending criteria in place for someone um, to see whether or not they qualify for a mortgage so what we don't do is we don't replace that criteria so okay. that's criteria laid down by the FCA but actually every lender you know whether it for a mortgage whether it for a loan uh, use their own criteria to assess whether or not they will lend to an individual and for us uh, basing criteria on paying, for example, £900 in rent per month on time, uh, which is the average UK rent, mm-hmm. is significantly more important than someone who might have a SIM-only mobile phone contract of yeah. £10 a month. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just madness. Absolute madness. Yeah. That, that this is, it's taken so long for, for this to be read because um, it's vital. I, I, you know, I've gone through it myself um, at times when you're trying to base a get a get a mortgage uh, I remember when, when I was renting you know that you, you you apply for a mortgage and you're 
I think I was paying rent for about £700 a long time ago. Um, and it was a sizable uh, amount at that stage. And then when Is I that the from, West Wing of Buckingham Palace? I don't know. No, it no. wasn't. It was a small cottage <laughs> in Shepparton. Um, but basically, I, 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 when I applied for the mortgage again, you know, um, it was so difficult to try and, to, and I ended up having to get a mortgage, it's great, fantastic, but the, the, the payments were less than my, my rental and they mm. wouldn't loan me any more. I could afford to pay, but they wouldn't lend it to me. So you mentioned uh, just briefly um, about this being a tech company. How have you how have you been funded to date? And, and you mentioned obviously about the grant as well from from HMRC. How have you been funded to date? And is there a sort of a, a way that you're going to be funded moving forward? Sure. So today uh, we've been funded by a family office, and uh, they've been extremely supportive since the business uh, launched uh, in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, the HM Treasury grant, which you mentioned earlier, uh, has also allowed us to kind of deliver uh, the tech and also bring some key people Cause into the Because building business. tech's not, not cheap. Correct. Having, having done so yeah, myself yeah. and Correct. Adam sat the other side of the table wincing, Correct. it's expensive. Correct. Yeah, and no, absolutely. Um, London is a great place to uh, build tech businesses, but what you find is actually you end up competing with the wider ecosystem. Yep. So, you know, the people we might have in our business are equally likely to be someone the Amazons and the, and the, the Ebays yeah. uh, may wish to kind of also hire. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you kind of need to offer something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it can be expensive. We have a nice business model in place, but typically with virtually, I would say, 99% of tech businesses, uh, the key challenge is to see through that initial period where you know funding requirements are at their highest, yep. and allow you to come out the other side. Now, uh, you know I will clearly be slightly biased, but we have a great business model in place, and so the family office, um, the HM Treasury money, and uh, because you raised it, I'll answer the question. We're kind of going through. A, uh, fundraising process at the moment okay. that money will allow us then to kind of not just build out and finish building out the tech which is kind of largely there it will allow us to bring the two or three products we are bringing into the marketplace in Q3 and Q4 allow us to bring those in and most importantly help us sell those so it's not a case of building out more tech at this stage it's a, it's a case of sort of expanding your, your service offerings yeah so we have um, the rent collection uh, product that I mentioned. We have uh, instant referencing, which is effectively using open bank, open banking, and making the referencing process much quicker. Uh, we uh, have a second credit reference agency to uh, on board, and all of this work uh, is taking place kind of late Q3, very early Q4. So. The money we've raised today and the fundraising process we're going out going through at the moment allows us to bring those products to market and most importantly helps us sell those products. Great. So is there a beyond Q4 of this year, once these pieces, once these products are out there, is there a sort of a, a further two, five year plan for, for credit ladder? Where, where do you see this business in, in the next five years? So look, ultimately, I want to make sure every single tenant in the UK is reporting their rent. And you know, whether that's directly through us or whether another business uh, uses us as, a, for example, a white label solution to yep. deliver the offering, I, I, I don't genuinely mind. You 
know, my background is about building brands and there is a great opportunity to build a great brand here. But ultimately, if someone wants to use our specialism in this area to offer the service to their users and, you know, uh, under the right commercial agreements, we would absolutely happily do that because you've got, you know, we, 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 we talked about mortgages, but you've also got people on the opposite end of the scale who would be described as having a thin credit file. Yep. So that typically would be someone who doesn't have a lot of credit history. Uh, and we've spoken to a number of um, lenders and arguably we probably have got more information about their lend- uh, about their um, customers than they have themselves. So, you know, imagine someone's got a thin file, but they are and have historically committed to paying their rent on time every single month. That person might need a small personal loan. Let's say it's three hundred pounds or four hundred pounds. So it's you know, not just bank, about mortgages, really. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely yeah. not. And you know, the bank may not be able to underwrite that loan, and then that individual ends up going to a less, um, well, yeah, uh, less, less credible. Lender. Yes, credible. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Um, whereas if the bank knew they had a great track record yeah. of paying the rent on time, the underwriters could could write uh, and offer that loan. Yeah. No, so actually we're here for all tenants so again to answer your question uh, we want to grow the business out uh, there are um, 27 million households in the UK uh, about 35% of those um, are in rented accommodation there's mm-hmm. absolutely no reason why all of those people shouldn't be reporting their rent there are people renting today doing jobs today that historically would already be homeowners. Yep. Um, so, you know, the kind of typical view of a renter, actually, is, you know, there is no typical renter anymore. No. It's a very different market no. to 20 years ago. Yeah. So taking it out to every single tenant um, to fine-tune and grow the product offerings to tackle the UK market and then look to see where we can take this outside of the UK are certainly our key objectives for the next two to five years. So I sit here as a as a tenant and I'm sure you've you know we've we've heard your mm. agents slant on this. There is I can't think of any reason why as a tenant I wouldn't want to go through this. This is gonna it's gonna help me. I mean the long term vision for me is to get onto the ladder and get a get a mortgage and this is going to enable me to do that but it's the other aspects as well I, I you know I say um you know you know people need credit for all sorts of reasons in mm. the world we live in and I you know it's great that it's not just about mortgages I mean that's obviously a principle but they, if it's going to help the credit history be interpreted by the lenders to enable credit to be offered you know at a reasonable rate yeah um, <clears throat> to a wider market then that, that's that's a good thing and a fair thing so let's Let's take a slight gear change and talk about something that's topical in the in the property world. And I know you can't wait to get going on this, Adam. So, Adam, why don't you tell us exactly what the tenant fee ban is before you go into your rant? I'm not going to rant. Tell, tell us what it is calm. first. I thought we were going to talk about Brexit. And no, 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 no. Don't start me. Um, so tell us what it is, yeah, okay. and then we'll sort of discuss the, the potential impacts and... Well, for years, um, uh, tenants have been charged fees, and of course, uh, when I started, you know, we used to charge. Um, a, there'd be a, a, an administration cost for an, a, a tenancy agreement and an inventory. We'd have to outsource an inventory company to come and do it. There would be a cost, and we'd split that. Most agents would do it this way. We'd split it equally between landlord and tenant with a little markup mm-hmm. because you've got to administer it, and you know that's that's the way the world works. You've got but to make increasingly, money. agents. Uh, took the mickey and the costs started to go up 
and up and up and up to frankly I mean we heard of some agents I won't say who who would just they all know who they are um, they would charge ridiculous amounts of money to onboard a tenant into a tenancy mm-hmm. uh, it just it was, it's shocking so there's no question something needed to be done so this legislation tenant fee ban is effectively what it is no fees other than the uh, holding deposit which is deducted from a, 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 a first month's rent yep. and then ultimately a deposit on the property there's only payments um, the only uh, uh, amount of money um, that a tenant can be charged so they ha- they are not allowed to be charged from the 1st of June this year any tenancy before that those fees still apply but any tenancy that is that commences after the 1st of June this year no fees can be charged to a tenant so to be clear all that they can charge is the deposit deposit and the rent and the rent yep that's so it. surely is is that money going to be made up elsewhere is rent going well, to go there up are, there are costs and you know uh you know that there, there, there an inventory will soon need to be done landlords may not want to pay that cost all entirely themselves uh, the argument why i why i think my personal view is that that to to make a ban a block across the board on all tenant fees is not a good idea but it's certainly needed looking at and I would I would suggest some form of capping personally okay but um uh, do you, you think know, it's gone too far the other well, way well I do because think about the logic of an inventory for example okay the landlord is is letting the property to the tenant and stating that the property is in excellent condition invariably better than it than it is yep um that's not being unfair but generally they've got a vested interest to ensure their property is back in the same condition as they got it mm-hmm. that's natural fair wear and tear and a tenant will invariably say that they hand the property back better than than invariably it is so it's a contentious issue from day one yeah minor but it's a contentious issue so the only fair way to do it is to in my view as an agent was to employ an independent uh, inventory company mm-hmm. and have the cost shared between landlord and tenant it made it fair um, where it went wrong is those agents making too bit too much of a markup and taking the mick and taking the mick yeah absolutely and so I can understand why they brought it in uh, and the same thing applies with with a tenancy agreement the um, argument with references slightly different um, and I'm pretty certain you'll have a view on that Shiraz, but, um, <laughs> I've you got know. a few of most things <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like a t-shirt by the way thank you very much can I have one uh, depends <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah from from my perspective uh, it, it needed addressing and I, uh, but at the same time the, the the tasks still need to be carried out so my concern is if landlords are having to pay for this albeit without the markup it's an extra cost either they're going to swallow it or they're going to put it on the rent so Shiraz have you you got a view on this look to be fair uh, Adam makes some very good points so I have a an example of a tenant that I know who was moving out of a property into a new property and they were asked to pay fees of £500, which is insane. Now the worst thing is the agent uh, managed that property on behalf of the landlord, so it wasn't that only, they managed the property. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tenant said to me, has the agent come to you for a um, a reference. A reference. Yeah. Landlord reference. Yeah. 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 And I'm not the landlord. I, I was managing the property for someone. And the short answer was no. No. Right. Yeah. So let's think about that. The agent has charged £500 for the tenant to find him a new property. The agent is managing that property for a landlord. 
and they didn't even do didn't even the landlord reference. And that's exactly why they why it yeah. needed addressing. Yeah, absolutely. So look, there are costs involved in running a business for sure, mm-hmm. and there is an extreme argument. Well, I think extreme argument you can basically take, which is, well, look, if you set up in business and you have those expenses, and you kind of need to to deal with them, and I I accept that. Yeah. Uh, however. Um, what's happened is I think historically over time agents have seen tenants as cash cows and in the increasing battle for landlords they've cut and cut what they're going to charge the landlord and try to take it on the other side no uh, by the way I think that's I think that's absolutely yeah. spot on yeah yeah and it's, exactly got, and it's gone too far yeah so should uh you know, and I'm not saying all agents do this, but should an agent charge four or five hundred pounds for moving someone in? Uh, no, I don't think they do. Do I think it's gone to the other end uh, and it's gone too far? Yeah, and I was surprised, you know, I'm with Adam in that I thought there'd be like a, a cap, which is basically saying this is the maximum you can yeah, charge. A cap for, rather than a ban. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a it's a cap, so this is the most you can charge for X, Y, and Z. Um, so let's see how it pans out. It's been going in Scotland uh, for for a little while. Mm. Um, and do we know Do we know what the response has been in Scotland? So has I mean, agents are going to try and make the money up somewhere else? So do we know what the impact is in, in I'm sure Scotland? They can. I'm not sure the agent can make the money up anymore now, can they really? Uh, I think it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. And I think a lot of the um, forecasts are that agents who overly relied on fees. Mm. Yeah. They're going to struggle. Yeah, and may well go out of business. Yep. Um, so, uh, and, and I think that'll be much, much, much clearer, probably only, you know, by the end of this year, you'll have mm. a much better position because if, you know, if uh, 30, 40, 50% of your bottom line was coming from charging mm. tenants. You're going to struggle. Uh, yeah. So with uh, Credit Lab, you mentioned you, you do a, a referencing service, so that's yeah. quite timely. Yes, yes. Was <laughs> <laughs> that planned? <laughs> Everything's planned. <laughs> as I say to my team, nothing happens by accident. <laughs> Absolutely, not in the tech world, nothing happens by accident. So how does that work? So we recognise a tenant's rent payment through open banking. I've mentioned it a couple of times, but let me very quickly explain what it is. It's essentially where a tenant connects your bank account, uh, connects their bank account to our platform and gives us read-only access to their transactional data. Uh, It's something the UK government and the EU uh, introduced uh, mainly to encourage competition and ultimately to say that a a person's uh, banking data is actually theirs to use as they wish and it's not something that is owned by the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a number of businesses uh, have popped up offering a range of different products and services off the back of open banking. So we go through the same process. Um, uh, the tenant will answer some uh, questions like the would on a normal reference. Yeah. We then use the bank connection to verify uh, and validate uh, income, for example, because um, we can see historical transactions. We can see that they've been paying the rent and whether that rent payment was paid on time uh, and then we provide that information back to the agent it can be done 
pretty quickly. What format do you do you get back to the agent on then? What what, what will the agent see? The agent will see what they see today typically when they do a reference is they'll get back a PDF report. Fine. Um, so we'll do a... But what uh, they spent in, what the tenant spent in Sainsbury's wouldn't, wouldn't be... No, 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 absolutely not. I think that would be a concern no, probably. No, so what, what we'll do is we'll run a uh, credit check on that individual and we'll verify income uh, and we'll verify historical rent payment. You know, mm-hmm. whether that uh, person has shopped in Sainsbury's, Tesco's or Lidl is, is frankly none of the agent's business. Yeah. So the agent can, I mean, obviously the, the ban coming in, um, they still need, the agent still needs to be finding those references and providing them. So that's a great option for them. So, well, actually the reality is an agent could turn around and say, have copies of your bank statements or well so you could go back to the old-fashioned yeah, way which yeah. is you put the onus onto the tenant, tenant and say look here is all of the information you need to bring yeah. to us okay which is kind of how it used to get done mm-hmm. so you then have to start going off and probably printing off yeah. bank PDFs, statements yeah. and all that kind of stuff utility um, bill or whatever it may yeah be. yeah all that yeah <clears throat> you, you know because uh, an agent could actually and they have done in scotland they've turned around and said look uh we, we no longer offer this service, so you need to bring all this evidence to us, yeah. and then basically we the can confirm it. The yeah. yeah, we can then confirm it. So this is a very quick way of uh, reducing administrative yeah. uh, burden on kind of everyone. Um, and I think the service is very good value, so including a, a credit check, uh, it's £12, including VAT. £12. Uh, can a landlord do that? Can yes, they, they can. They can do yeah, that, yeah, yeah, uh, but absolutely. also an, an agency can on, can say, "I want you to do all my credit checks for you right now." Correct. And it's it's twelve twelve pounds. Did you say? So? Including VAT, yeah. Including VAT, yeah, twelve pounds per, per reference per, per reference. individual. Yeah, absolutely. It's good value. Yeah. Very good value. Mm. Very yeah. good value. Yeah. So, talk us, Adam. Why don't you just give us a high level overview of sort of the ongoing relationship uh, between Open Bricks? and credit ladder sure well part of our strategy is to be able to um, you know, from the agents point of view agents are our principal clients mm-hmm. they're the ones who who we want to support and just go back to the basics here um, uh, the price to opt to as an agent to go on board to a portal varies depending on who you are yep um, if you're a shareholder within one of those portals, you get it a very good deal. Yep. If you're not, which the majority aren't, and you're an independent uh, uh, agent, you get you get taken to the cleaners, quite frankly. But you know, I'm not taking anything away from the portals. They're absolutely brilliant. Um, they they um, a victim, if you like, of their own success because they work. Uh, I yeah. remember pre-portal days uh, with just local brags, uh, local papers, and it was you know that was expensive. Ports came on and really reinvented the wheel for us. So they, I, you know, hats off, mm-hmm. brilliant uh, concept. It's just it's not a level playing field. So we want to bring in a monthly subscription fee, low cost, for an agent to uh, to for hundred pounds a month. They can effectively um, um, put on as many or as little properties as they like. Just and not capped at per property. No, it's not capped. Um, the the or a lot of portals that commence sometimes uh, have start at low cost. 
and it variably goes up. In fact, it does in every time. I remember when I first joined Rightmove, for example, it was very low cost and it's not low cost anymore. Yep. Um, and I think there's not an agent in the country, even the ones who, who are getting a slightly lower fee, uh, won't disagree with that. It is very <laughs> expensive, but a brilliant product. So uh, the way the blockchain works is that we literally write it in stone. Um, that price will not go up unless you know, 51% of our community say we want you to put the prices up um they it's their community yep. so how that works is is it so we want to bring a level playing field and transparency for the agents mm -hmm. um but they're one half of it the users being the buyers and the renters are the other at the moment um you know they all go on right move or zoopla or on the market and they'll see a, um, the selection of property in the uk and the search uh, methods are very clear um it's very good and, and OpenBricks will be adopting exactly the same service uh, on that, except with a few added bonuses. As a user, being a tenant or a buyer, you could certainly go on your, your property platform to find your property. Once you've found it, you're dealing with the agent, that is where your relationship with that portal stops. Okay. We won't be. So we recognized uh, the importance of credit ladder. And I firmly believe exactly as Shiraz has just said, that you know there's, there's not a, a tenant not a responsible tenant uh, in the land who shouldn't be on this platform mm -hmm. uh, on credit ladder. So um, by joining, by finding their property through OpenBricks, um, they will be, uh, if they want to have um, the benefit of having their rent read um, after they've you know, to, um, have done the deal, if you like, with, with the property concerned, um, the, you know, they can link to our, uh, through us to credit ladder and um, have their rent read in the traditional way. They'll be onboarded onto the platform onto credit ladder, yeah. registered with credit ladder. But one of the the benefits uh, to credit ladder is that that they can go through the open banking um, system, which you has just explained. Yeah. Or they can, um, as I know on the community, if you like, can read the rent directly. Uh, you know when it's been verified by the agent or the landlord that the rent has been paid. Mm -hmm. So it's um, there's, there's a dual way that uh, Credit Ladder can so work. So it's a two-way partnership. And, and the other thing is obviously Correct. tenants will be getting, um, being able to uh, join our loyalty scheme. So when they're paying their rent, not only will they get their rent history um, influenced, but they'll also get loyalty points into it, which they can uh, use for Uber, Amazon, you know, Adidas, MS. And that's the joys of the blockchain. That's the joys of the blockchain, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's a service that is is not available in the UK on the property portal at the moment. So Shiraz two-way relationship? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean it's important for us to we're a tech business, so it's important for us to push the boundaries of not just our technology, but also uh, tech in kind of related space, which is what the guys at Bricks are doing. Uh, you know, and I understand uh, firsthand uh, what Adam's talking about, having spent just under three years working for aforementioned yeah. uh, property portals. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they no, deliver a great service. Um, they do, just but like actually, that. things also move on. They do move on, and it, we're not reinventing the wheel here, but we're making a uh, you know a low-profile, nice alloy one that's perhaps uh, uh, going to be the next. It is the next generation. Um, and, we're aiming for. And as, we, as we've already sort of touched on, the benefits are not only for the tenants, but for the agents as well. Yeah, absolutely. We, we want this to be, uh, again, the transparency and, and the cost. Um, you know, we hope it's incentive enough for a responsible agent to come on. Um, and the, the interest we've had to date is, is substantial. Um, 
you know, we're, we're still um, building out some of the platform, but we're, we're ahead of schedule. Um, so we're just now beginning to generate the interest from agents and, and from users. It's exciting. It is. So as we, as we come towards the end, is there anything either of you wanted to, wanted to add? Yeah, I def- definitely want one of those t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what size do you need? <laughs> let's, not, let's, <laughs> do let's not do that. Let's not do that. We can do that. Medium. Definitely medium. <laughs> um, so no, I'd, I'd like to see. I, I, I share um, what Shiraz, what you just said about wanting to onboard. Um, I'd like every tenant in the UK who's got you know to 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 be onboarded with us to to use our platform to register with Credit Ladder. Um, and obviously, we want the agents to understand the importance of um, of, of how Credit Ladder can help their business. Um, you know, having a, an accredited tenant um, is a great thing to be able to tell to your to your potential clients. That, look, we have a vested interest. Our, our tenant has a vested interest to pay their rent on time. Uh, you know, nowhere before has an agent been able to say that about mm. their, their their potential tenants. Making new waves in the in the prop tech yeah, world. Yeah, and, and we're going to definitely bribe the tenants with some loyalty points and uh, we, we've got a, a fantastic loyalty <laughs> scheme which is exciting actually well I know what your generation's like you know you just you want you always want something millennials <laughs> god yeah I don't know what we're called what are we baby boomers I think but uh, yeah millennials always want something right I don't want your silly t-shirt <laughs> well, Shiraz thank you ever so much for coming in no my pleasure uh, thank, thank you, for thank you very much me. very interesting Adam my pleasure. All would know it's mine. Oh, thank you, William. Cheers, gents. Cheers, thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you found some nuggets from the podcast that can help you in your career and business. If you want to get in touch with us, see how we're doing, how we're developing, then please visit openbricks.co.uk. That's openbricks with an X. <laughs>